You're listening to a Verulam Sports podcast from 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. You can catch us online at www.radioverulam.com. As part of our continued series on uh, St Albans Hockey Club, um, I've had a, I'm delighted today to be able to talk with Nigel Strofton, who is the oldest player at St Albans. Nigel, lovely to meet you. Thank you very much. Thank you. So, you know, it's very, very casual. This is part of our podcast series, and we, we're trying to get uh, an understanding and give Peter a feel for um, some, of the th- some of the great work and some of the great opportunities for people who play hockey who in locally to come and hereabouts at St Albans. So obviously we've had a chat with, with the men's captain, we've had a chat with the ladies' captain, and I was told, come and have a chat with Nigel. You've got a great story. 80 years old this week, so happy birthday. Thank you very much. And um, you've been playing here for, for something like 65 years, is 60, that right? 63 years, joined in 1959. Wow, wow, fantastic. So... Give us a bit of history then. Um, you know, St Albans, very growing as a, as a, as a city. Um, lots, of, uh, lots of sport, but hockey, it's not one of the biggest sports in terms of um, that we naturally think about with football and, and, and rugby. So hockey, St Albans is a really well-known club. I used to play hockey myself, I played at Harpenden. Um, so what got you into hockey in the first place? Well, um, I went to Eastbourne College and uh, my main game was rugby. Uh, but if there was a ball involved, I wasn't that far away. I played hockey, I played cricket, I played tennis, I played squash. Uh, no, I didn't play squash, I played fives. I couldn't play squash because no one would lend me their racket. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but when I came home in 1959 um, from boarding school, I'd actually, sorry, I played at the trials game in the beginning of September and went back to the college to allegedly do some work, but I also played rugby, uh, got my first 15 colours, and came home the week before Christmas, and my first game was for St Albans Fours, and that was the bottom team in those days. Wow. They only ran three sides. The fourth side was when people came out back from university or boarding school. So this was when the club was based at Clarence Park? Correct. Yes. So the trials then, they were on, on a on, grass pitch? On grass, yeah. yes. Oh, those are the days, weren't they? <laughs> and a, a lot, I'd say it was a lot more, it, it was a lot slower, wasn't it? Oh, but it, you just didn't know where the ball was going in those sure. days. Yes. So, I mean, I, I think you must have really learned your experience in playing rugby and, and all the other sports. You must have a good eye for the ball, which is, yes. which is perfect for But hockey. Clarence Park, the two hockey pitches there, because it was a cricket ground as well, were the finest grass pitches in probably in England. Wow. And they had a fantastic groundsman who loved sport himself, so that was a, an additional bonus. Oh, brilliant. So can you, can you remember all those players you were up against in those days? Because I'm thinking, do you know what was funny, actually? Even this week, I was at my dad's and I cleared out and I found a, an old hockey stick of his with the long... Oh, yes. And I've taken that back to try and polish it off and stick it on the wall. My first hockey stick was the old English stick. Yeah. Uh, before we adopted the, what they call the Indian-style sticks. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but hockey has moved on, having gone to a synthetic surface. You know, you don't have to watch the ball onto your stick because you know it's coming in a straight line. It's not going to bobble or yeah. bounce or hit you in the <clears throat> wherever it hurts. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, it's just, you know, it's fantastic. Um, it's put a new dimension onto hockey by playing on a synthetic surface. And how about your knees? 
How, about, how does that, because I feel that, I think synthetic surfaces do have an impact on the jarring joints. And, yeah, on yes. the joints. I've been very lucky. I'm quite a strong person. Um, I don't think I would be playing hockey now if I was still playing on grass. Right, um, right. I think the, the, the big thing about plastic surfaces is the youngsters. Yeah. We get about 150 youngsters on a Sunday morning. Wow. Um, and the, the organisers of, of the club run it on military lines because they say, you know, it's a hard ball, it's a hard stick, and accidents can happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I think we wouldn't get that number of people, I don't think, if we were playing on grass. Oh, it's a completely different game. I mean, what I've been so impressed with at St Albans is the number of, number of teams. Mm. And over the years, I think when I was playing, you know, St Albans was the team you aspired to, um, and a lot of my mates came and joined, uh, and, and some of them went on to international level. But they were that that level of, of hockey yes. player. Owen and David Mackney, I don't know whether Indeed, you remember those. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they, um, and I, so you were. So let's think about a bit more about your experience in the hockey club. You've been quite a senior sort of director within the business you were men's captain yes when, 1967 1967 whoa oh, uh, year I was born <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes me feel that makes me feel young <laughs> no, that was the uh, that I was asked to be captain in 75 76 that was when we got into the London League right okay which was the premier hockey league in the country okay so uh, which teams were you playing up against then um Wapping? Red- was Wapping a team? No, not in those days. Southgate, uh, Reading, Maidenhead, okay. Slough, uh, Bromley, Beckenham, Cheam. Okay, so it's uh, quite. And they, so no M25 then? So no. the travel, how did you all get around? Did you, did you well, all go you by just, cars or, yes, or trains? You no, know, you went by car, but you just had to leave a bit earlier. Really? Okay. <laughs> I know when we. Uh, the year before we got in the London League, I was chatting to a chap from Cheam. Yeah, 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 chatting to a chap from Cheam. Oh, he said, heavens, St Albans. He said, that's north of the Thames. He said, oh, we go to Southgate. He said, St Albans. I think he thought that St Albans was a suburb of Birmingham. No way. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Uh, I mean, and you've, so you've seen the development of the club. I mean, Clarence Park was a lovely place to play, as you yes. said. And lovely old clubhouse. Yes. And... Um, so did you did you play cricket as well? Did you yes, play? I played cricket for Harpenden. Oh, okay. For ten years, um, I captained the second eleven. Then I went to Radlett and played there for ten years. Wow. Played a bit of first team, but captained the second team. Excellent. Um, and I had a most extraordinary game playing for St Albans two. Uh, sorry, Radlett twos. No. No, no, it's okay, Carol. Harpenden twos yeah. against Welling Garden City twos. Okay. And I took eight for 27. Oh, fantastic. Uh, no, it was nine for 27. Oh, even better. <laughs> <laughs> um, everything just in, went in the air and was caught, or I bowled, or the umpire was on my side and gave OBWs. Oh. So, um, yes, that was just very lucky. But I did enjoy playing at, on the common at Harpenden. And in those days, of course, it was a sloping pitch. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. only what twenty years ago they levelled it up. Okay, Mickey Boot. Yes, Mickey yeah, Boot. Yes, because yeah. uh, he played hockey for Harpenden yeah. as well. Yeah, I know. He was one of the first people I think I played in Mickey Boot's team, and I, mm-hmm. I, I think those were 
for, for sort of 16, 17 year old, it was quite an experience having, the beer was always flowing. Let's yes. put it that way. It was always yes. the jugs of beer that we always, uh, it's not like, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I think sometimes it, it tended to put us off some of the beer afterwards. Um, no, I enjoyed cricket and I got married and then, you know, cricket is an all-day game. Yeah. Sometimes most of the night as well. Yeah. So, uh, I stopped. But, so you kept your eye on the ball, you come back to the hockey, you're still playing hockey. Yes. Um, and I, I read something about the relationship with Hartwood, St. Albans Cricket Club, wasn't always as, as, uh, as, as tight as it is might be today. And I think you ended up using the Crown Pub as your... Um, that's right. Um, I have to be very careful what I say now. Worry, yeah. um, the club now is a very good cricket club. And it's yeah. run by John Radlin. Okay. Um, he's chairman or president. I know John. Um, he used to be one of my neighbours. Oh right. Yeah, so yeah. And, and Kate, yeah. wife, obviously. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the cricket club then was run by very autocratic people, and they wouldn't allow us to use their bar. Wow. Um, and there was also difficulty with the changing facilities and everything else. Yeah. And so we went to the Crown Pub and the Jack Taylor, the landlord, had to go to the licensing justices and ask if we could have permission to open at five o'clock rather than 5.30, which was when yeah. pubs opened in those days. Fantastic. So he was granted permission. So, but we had to hang around a bit and then go to the Crown Pub. Yeah. And the cricket club also wouldn't allow us to have our AGM in the clubhouse in the summer. Wow. Um, and a number of members said, well, that's absurd because we'll come and have a few beers anyway. Yeah, and, um, yeah. So we have to have the AGM in the Crown Pub. Yeah. Well, I've got to say, the Crown Pub are, are big supporters of, of Radio Verulam's sports coverage. Oh, right. And, um, and we, we get on very well with them. Mm. So oh, that's, that's really interesting now. And I, I was seeing them this week. But my, my brother, who say was a member, he... Um, came up with the idea of the hockey club building a bar in the long room, at, in the pavilion, oh. a new bar. And that was agreed by the cricket club. And so then we, we could all use the bar as and when we wanted it. And that's downstairs, is that? Now, downstairs? but it was upstairs oh, in what they call really? the long room. Yeah. Yes. And there was a staircase going up there in those yeah. days. But nowadays it's downstairs. Yeah. It's a nice, huge, tremendous atmosphere. And it's a great, it's a great place to, and, and rather like where we're sat today, we're at a very new development, which obviously the, the, the hockey club is, I mean, it's over 100 years old. I'm mm. looking, it's, it must be 120, 120, nearly 125 years, 124 yes. years. Yes. 1898. I think. So, and I read somewhere that um, the ladies joined about in 89 together. Right. Yes. So then you've got the combined mm. resources and probably more and it's nice to get a, that bit more input more mm. people involved and then so the club then moved over here to Oakland's 2013 yes. and you know I mean for people that can't haven't been here it's an amazing facility for any mm. hockey club to be based you've got you know the viewing gallery you've got mm. two amazing hockey pitches and that's made a big difference to the club hasn't sure. it I think that's yes. really galvanised what was already there and now you've opened it up as you just said to more juniors yes. and the big thing I think in hockey right now is that not as a lot of schools have been selling off their their sports facilities yes. and we've seen that in St Albans but and to have an Astro uh, 
and you've, it's brilliant. Two Astros, two mm. water-based Astros, and it's even getting this international talent now coming That's through. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, have you have you touched the international scene yourself? I've played for. Um, <clears throat> I joined the LX Club, which was the over sixties thing, um, and I did play. Uh, it's, it's a sort of five years, sixty to sixty-five, sixty-five yeah. to seventy. I played for England uh, in the sixty-five age group, seventy, seventy-five, and I think there's a, a trial coming up in March for the over eighties. No way! Um, Fantastic. Two years ago, um, the Guinness Book of Records got to hear that there was going to be a game between. England and the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. They were the only other country that ran a over 80s. Wow. And wow. it was organised in Amsterdam, and England had a boring draw, nil nil on the Saturday. Yeah. And there was obviously one huge party Saturday night. Yeah. And the next morning, England smashed the Dutch 1 nil. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so, and so you're in, in, in white or red? What colours were you wearing when you played today? England played in red. Right, Red okay. shirts, white sh- shorts and red socks. And, and the Dutch were playing in their orange? Yes. So, it, it, I mean, I read the other day, and, and you, you'll be able to remind me, so we're here, this is the home of the tangerines. Right. So how did, how, how did St Albans suddenly adopt wearing orange? Tangerine. Tangerine, tangerine. Um, well, we, the club used to play in washed-out blue shirts with white collars and white cuffs. Okay. Washed out blue shorts and blue and white hooped woolen socks. Yeah. It seemed that every other club we played against, because you know we're talking about after the war. Yeah. Not that long after the war. I can name Harpenden, Blue Hearts. Yes. Yeah. All seemed to wear blue yes. and white. Didn't and they? If yeah. we played away, we then had to wear white shirts. If we yeah. played at, uh, against West Hearts, they wore white shirts, so we had to wear blue shirts, washed out blue shirts. Yeah. So we, a number of us sat down and thought, well, okay, let's have a look. We went around the whole country, and there was nobody who played in orange or tangerine. Okay. So we thought, well, that's it. Fantastic. So, and so did I read some of what's the connection between um, Dundee United? Was that one of the well, reasons? We were, no, no, it was just sheer coincidence. We had a person who was um, working in Dundee, and he, sorry, he, um, um, our stockist at the time had run out of our shirts. Right. And this chap said, well, I'll just have a chat to Dundee United Football Club. And they actually gave us 12 shirts. I think it had Dundee United. Yeah. Um, of various shapes and sizes, free of charge. What a great story. And, um, and by then... Uh, our supplier got stock in. So, is there still a relationship with with Dundee no, no, United? A, you don't keep in contact with no, them. No, it was a one-off. I think. Yeah. I think yeah. there's a story. There's a there's a there's an invitation. Yes. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going back a long time. Yeah, so. yeah. So, uh, so let's let's go back to today. Um, you're still incredibly active at, at your age, and so which team are you playing now? Bearing in mind, I know how many teams there are. Which team are you playing in? I'm playing for the Thames, the Thames. which is the development side. Right. And so it goes Nines, Thames, Praetorians, which is over 50s, Centurions, which is over 60s, but most of the Centurions are actually over 70. Wow. So there's a bit of a problem there. I am not good enough to play in the Centurions anymore, the over 60s, 
but I can actually help, I hope, the development side with the youngsters. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was playing a fullback with another lad, and the age difference was 63 years. No way. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's, that must be so much more fun to see other people. I mean, that you, obviously, you, I think when you've got the set of skills which you have, you're naturally going to see things. You, you'll know when the ball's coming, so you're looking ahead. And that's the thing with, with any sport, isn't it? It's teaching people to, to look ahead, yes. to receive, to see the ball's coming, and then look where's the next move. And so you're able to help trade. And <laughs> Some, a, a few years ago, at half-time, a young lad came up to me, and he was our centre-forward. I could have been 16, I suppose. He said, uh, Nigel... You don't seem to do much during the game, but he said, you always seem to be in the right place when you're needed. <laughs> so I, I suppose I took that as a compliment. <laughs> oh, definitely you should, definitely you should. Oh. So, I mean, so today, it's, it's a Saturday afternoon. Um, it's about an hour to go before your pushback. Yep. Um, who's, what's, the, what's the plan today? How do you get yourself ready for a game? Well, the, the hardest part of the game is the warm-up. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Stretching. Um, we're playing Harpenden Fours. Are you? No, St Albans Tens against Harpenden Fours. It'll be a very tough game because uh, they're a good side and they're showing well in the league. Right. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. So oh, fantastic. Uh, and are there any, is there anybody in Harpenden that you still uh, who would, I don't know who the oldest person is playing for Harpenden, but I, I don't I imagine. I don't know anybody no. in Harpenden, I'm afraid. Yeah. Sadly. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, so so there's a big do for you then this week. Um, is it tomorrow? Yes. So I understand there's, um, there's people coming from all around the country to celebrate. And yes. I'm, as I sat here, I'm looking at this rather nice um, collection of memories that some, one of your friends has put together. And uh, this is really, you know, it's inspiring, really. Yes. You know, it makes me, you've actually got me thinking I need to pick up my hockey stick. I can't <laughs> believe you've got a few years on me and I'm thinking you're, you're still running around every Saturday sure. afternoon. And I think this is the sort of thing that... You know, you've obviously seen some players come through the club who've gone on to international level. Yes. Um, you know, I'm thinking what names that jump out at me are, are Andy Halliday. Um, yes. And we, you mentioned earlier about um, your you know, your knowledge of you know, know, know his dad, Pete, Peter, and then you encouraged Andy to come over here. That's right. And yes. I mean, you know, I think, think there are many players of his level who've gone to the Olympics and then become part of the, the management I hope and, right. and I'm saying all this because hopefully he'll listen to this and uh, <laughs> he will be uh, yes wanting to have a chat with me at uh, a later date yes. uh, a later time this here oh wow is the over 75s so we're looking now at one of the pictures of the England over 75s they were playing that was, well. that was selected to go to Tokyo Oh. In 2020, yeah. And of course, it didn't happen. Yes. And it didn't happen last year, and now, of course, a lot of that is disbanded because they're over, they're at 80. Okay. Um, so by that photo, we had the photograph taken um, because that was the side that was selected, but it never went oh. to Tokyo, sadly. Well, this is an amazing picture of. Um, so over 80s, octogenarians, no, over, 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 over 75s. 75s. Yes. And okay, over, so it's not octogenarians. I don't know what the term is for over 75s. <laughs> so we won't go all Latin on anybody. Uh, oh, Nigel, do you know Somebody what? might tell us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hopefully they will. This is a fantastic memories. And, um, I, um, that is quite an interesting. Um, Robin Island, you know, off, oh, off yes. Cape Town. Uh, I picked up the St Albans flag because it had been repaired on the way to Heathrow. 
And wow. I thought, well, we're going to Robin Island, my wife and son, and so we thought, well, I'll take that with me and have a photograph taken. Oh, how fantastic. <laughs> so looking for new members, even yes. on Robin Island. <laughs> Did you find one? <laughs> Did he want to fly? No. <laughs> oh. Well, let Nigel, you know, I don't want to hold you up now. No, no. It's been lovely having a chat and catching up. I mean, there was one last thing I wanted to say to you, that, which was, and I read somewhere, which in the days pre-mobile phones, which we're recording this on now, when you had team meetings, you used to meet in um, the King Will pub, is yes, that right? that's right. And then... On a Monday night. You've got to get the team ready for next Saturday. And this is what amazed me. Did you, how did you contact everybody? You didn't pick up the phone. You sent them a, 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 post, a pre-printed postcard which said the St Albans Hockey Club and then you have been selected for, and then you wrote that in, uh, at Clarence Park or away, uh, meet at St Albans Station, that's where we used to meet, yeah. such and such, uh, colours, club colours or white, yeah. and then second class post, that was done at, during the selection put in the letterbox outside the King Will. Yeah. Sometimes local people got that the next morning. Wow. definitely got it by the Thursday. Oh. So, uh, I mean, that, that just, when you, when just that one thought, thinking, I don't know when I'm playing, and suddenly you get a postcard, now I know where I'm playing. How different is that to today with WhatsApp messages and yes, I can make it. I think the world was um, a better place back then. Easier. The, uh, other, the other thing, Chris, was that if you, having been selected for a side, and you chose not to play for that side, you didn't play a game for the club until you played for that side. No, God. And I've mentioned this to people, and they said, really? That, you, you couldn't get away with that nowadays. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's you know what, you, you've given me some, you've certainly inspired me, and I'm sure you're, when people listen to this, they'll also be inspired. And if they want to... Um, come down and if this gives them the, the idea that they may be sat there listening or watching telly on the sports on the TV to come and pick up a stick come and join yes. and I think you're an inspiration to hockey well, and, uh, and, and uh, no yes, well it's uh, been absolutely delightful uh, to speak to you today sweet. and um, and thank you so much and perhaps we'll try and catch up with you again during the season yes. and uh, see how you've got on <laughs> <laughs> well thanks very much Chris the pleasure's mine actually. super well you enjoy your birthday tomorrow and uh, we look forward to uh, following the tangerines and coming to see you in in the weeks to come thank you so much not at all bye bye this podcast was a Verulam Sport production you can listen to Radio Verulam on 92.6 FM or online at www.radioverulam.com